Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Melanie Cole's Health Radio. It's radio that's good for you. One of the things to consider before getting cosmetic surgery is how long it'll take you to recover. And do you have to kind of hide out? Are there going to be black and blue marks? What is it like in the recovery of plastic surgery? My guest, of course, today, Dr. Robert Cohn, board-certified plastic surgeon in Santa Monica, California, and Scottsdale, Arizona. Welcome to the show, Dr. Cohn. So Hi. when a patient comes to you and says, what will the recovery be like? What are they usually asking about? Are they usually asking about what they're going to look like or whether they're going to move around again, how soon they can go to back to work? What's that about? Yeah, people always ask that question. I usually try to break it down into three parts. So they're usually asking, how long am I going to be in pain and what's the immediate recovery going to be like? How soon can I get back to my normal life activities? And then how long is it going to be before I can do pretty much whatever I want to? And so it'll vary to a certain degree between different surgery types, but for the most part, the early you know discomfort period usually is fairly short-lived for almost all surgeries, and it's going to be somewhat, sometimes a few days until you're off pain pills to maybe with the bigger surgeries like a mommy makeover, maybe more like a week or so. Then um, the question, too, is really when can I get back to doing what I want to do, just regular stuff like taking my kids to school, driving around, picking up groceries, that kind of stuff. Usually it's going to be about, uh, I usually recommend about a week or so to get back to work and get back to all those activities. But technically, as soon as you're off pain pills and you're feeling comfortable, you should be able to drive and do light activities. So for some surgeries, it might be less than a week, and some surgeries, it might be a little bit more. And then as far as, uh, you know, getting back to sports and physical activities, that's a little trickier. You have to be careful about that because there is a period after surgery your body is expending a lot of energy recovering and healing, and you don't want to slow that process down. So for a fairly conservative approach, I usually say about four to six, four weeks to get back to light, low-body, non-impact exercise, and then maybe at six weeks start easing back into a more regular exercise, weights, and that kind of stuff. But obviously, uh, like I said, every surgeon and every surgery will be a little different, so there's going to be variations on that, that but that's kind of like a good generic uh, um, sort of plan that I give uh, on average. What's a mommy makeover? So a mommy makeover is for patients who, it's usually people who've had uh, kids, but sometimes just people have had weight loss where their breasts uh, lose volume or change shape and they have loosening of the abdominal wall and abdominal skin. So it's usually a combination of some kind of breast surgery and some kind of tummy tuck and possibly liposuction all at the same time. So it's, it's a bigger surgery that covers more of a body area. And to be honest, the, the surgeries that tend to be the more sore after surgery are the, the ones that involve muscle work. So if you're doing like a stomach muscle tightening after a tummy tuck or putting an implant under the muscle, that adds a little bit of soreness to the patients. So usually with those types of surgeries, you have to be a little bit more careful about the uh, early recovery period to make sure things heal properly. What do you tell people that have young children that might do one of these kinds of procedures and, and how they soon they can get back to lifting up their children? Do you tell them to wait till the kids are a little older or do you tell them to not lift their kids? What do they do if they got to run around well, and chase kids? Yeah, it's a kind of a personal decision. I mean, the, the one thing where I would suggest people wait is if they're planning on having you know, getting pregnant in the, the very near future, that doesn't make sense to have a surgery because your body's going to go through a lot of changes. So I recommend waiting. But if somebody's had kids and they're young kids, but they're they're wanting to do the surgery sooner rather than later, you can work around that, but you just need some extra help. So a lot of patients will have like a grandparent who can come into town for a week or two and help out with kids, or they may have, uh, you know, uh, a nanny or somebody else that can help, or their husbands might be able to 
take more time. The, the biggest problem with uh, really young kids, like you know, where you have to pick them up, is the lifting, especially if they've had any work where where those muscles in the chest or the abdomen have been operated on. So they'll need help during that first uh, week or two to really manage things. Um, with with a little bit older kids that can climb into a car seat by themselves, then it's a little bit easier. And it's mostly just a matter of when can you get back to driving and doing those kind of things. And that's again when you're off pain pills. So a lot of times they'll recruit in a family member to help, or they can hire somebody, or sometimes husbands will be able to take a little bit of time off work to help out, too. What about facial plastic surgery? So is there not necessarily a vanity issue in recovery, but, I mean, even with Botox, you sometimes see the black and blue, and people don't leave their house for a couple of days. What goes on when it's facial? Because that would seem to be something that's right out there for everyone to see. Yeah, well, the difference in face and body. Body is going to definitely be a little bit more sore because a lot of these surgeries are big bigger areas. Uh, face surgeries tend to be a little bit easier recovery from a sore standpoint, but obviously it's a more visible part of the body. You can't hide it very easily. So things like Botox, I mean, I almost never have patients who have significant bruising that can't go out uh, almost immediately after Botox. And they have a little bit of like a red dot here and there for a few hours. But it's pretty unusual to have to take time off just, uh, after that. But uh, for things like, you know, uh, eyelid surgery or face lifts, uh, things of that nature. A lot of times the biggest limitation is when they start looking more back to normal. Uh, so some of those patients will take some time off, do work from home until the swelling and, and potential bruising goes away. But most of that, uh, the, the worst of it's usually gone within a week or so, uh, sometimes two weeks um, to really look totally passable. Same thing with like a rhinoplasty. There's usually going to be some uh, splint or dressings on for a week or so. So some patients will lay low. Other patients don't really worry about it so much. They feel like plastic surgery is not a big deal as far as the social stigma. They're, you know, they wanted to do something. They're happy they did it for themselves. And if somebody sees it have surgery, that's fine. I think that probably the worst one as far as recovering and getting out of public is uh, any kind of laser or major uh, skin resurfacing where the, the skin looks very uh, weepy and angry for about uh, seven to ten days. So those patients definitely tend to, to lay low until they're looking more back to normal and they can use some makeup to cover up any uh, long-lasting redness of the skin that fades over time. You say weepy. That's like that melting wax look, right? <laughs> well, not necessarily. It's, it's kind of like if you got a really, really bad sunburn and you have that sort of oozing from your skin if it blisters. That's mm-hmm. kind of with uh, with some of those lasers. So, but those are the the more extreme end. There, there are there are other lasers that don't that don't ablate the surface of the skin, meaning that, that you still have the surface level intact. But for the more the patient with really deep wrinkles or who really need a more aggressive uh, resurfacing, that's that's sort of a trade off of that that type of procedure. And uh, is there not anything common these days? Well, so is there anything people can do to speed up some of that recovery? Do you recommend ice? Do you recommend using heat? Or is there anything they can do? Yeah, I mean, uh, with bruising and swelling, icing can be very helpful. Uh, with most surgeries, adding external heat can be kind of dangerous because uh, it can actually create burns in ways that your skin would normally not get burned because the, the tissues aren't back to normal yet. So I usually advise against heat. There are some herbals and things like uh, arnica and bromelain, which are some natural over-the-counter herbals that can help with bruising and swelling. Uh, if it's a body part that can be elevated, if you have it elevated a little bit, that will help with swelling as well. So like if it's a facelift, you keep your back propped up a little bit, and that will help with uh, um, allowing the, the swelling to drain. And then just not overdoing it too much and sort of staying out of the heat to, to avoid excessive swelling or, or discomfort can help as well. A lot of it's just common sense stuff. And really, the majority of it is just if you give it time, things get better. And patients just need to be uh, patient, so to speak, and really follow their surgeon's uh, instructions very closely because most of the problems we see after surgery tend to be when people try to overdo it or they don't pay attention to the instructions and 
first operative instructions are designed to protect patients from complications and helps them recover faster. Well, we don't have a lot of time left, but what about breast augmentation or reduction? When can they sort of get back to the sexual aspect of all of that? I mean, if, if it hurts, if they're sore, they don't want anyone going near that. Yeah, and that, that's pretty a short period of time. Um, so with sexual activity for most surgeries, usually I recommend about two weeks to wait before getting back into that and starting very cautiously. Obviously, with certain surgeries like labia reduction, that might have to get pushed back to, to six weeks, and some minor surgeries that might be shorter. So uh, it's, a lot of this is just really common sense. You don't want to put pressure on, the, on an area where it's been operated on, and you don't want to get into any uh, positions that might make, make things worse or uncomfortable or put strain on an incision. Uh, but people seem to figure out ways around it so they, they can get back to those type of activities without, uh, without hurting themselves as long as they're careful. Such great information, Dr. Cohn, and you're such a great guest. We just love having you on. Oh, and you, you can see more about Dr. Robert Cohn at robertcohnmd.com or drrobertcohn.com. Either one will get you to him where you can find out more about plastic surgery and cosmetic surgery and changes and things that you can do. And if you missed any of the great information that Dr. Cohn gave here, you can listen anytime on demand or on the go at radiomd.com, iHeartRadio. We've got a live streaming page right there iTunes or the free TuneIn Radio app. So share these shows with your friends because that is how we all get this great information together and we learn together. So this is Melanie Cole. Thanks for listening and stay well.